ladies and gentlemen, this is the Pro Wrestling Podcast. That's not the name of our pod. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, what a wrestling podcast. Oh, shit. <laughs> Professional. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the World of Wrestling Podcast. Yeah, you got the name right, you dickhead. <laughs> During this show, we recorded live footage at Wembley Arena for Progress Wrestling's Hello Wembley. Some of the content you hear today may be of an adult nature. Progress Inclu- made us put this warning at the beginning. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> Come on. Progress just want to make sure that if you have children in the car when you're listening to this podcast, it might be worth skipping through or listening to this when you don't have minors here due to the... Ex- I don't want to do the DX promo where they just put <laughs> all the swears in. <laughs> but it'd be brilliant if I did. <coughs> oh my God. I was literally just about to do that. <laughs> Thank you very much. So uh, this is a warning. I hope you enjoy this week's show from Wembley Arena. Well, there's the clip for the beginning of the pod. Let's go, dude. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the World of Wrestling podcast. My name is Rich, and as always, I'm joined by my good buddy, Tax. Hello, everybody. How you doing, man? Yeah, not too bad. Not the greatest of uh, physical fitness, unfortunately, today. Got my uh, x-ray slash MRI results back from the doctor. Turns out my spine is buggered. That's messed up, man. Yeah, according to my wonderful doctor who thought it was hilarious, I have a split spine. Which should have been picked up at birth, um, which means my spine is a bit more fragile than other people's spines. I've also got a very narrow gap between my L5 and S1 discs. So I've been advised for the time being to stay out of a wrestling ring. That's probably a good idea, mate. Well, or I can stay in a wrestling ring. I just will Andre it and never bump. <laughs> you, Doug, and Mr. Wicked all in a week. I don't think I can handle this, <laughs> mate. Like, this is too much. Two great names in wrestling, <laughs> Doug Williams. <laughs> <laughs> this week's episode is all about the Progress Hello Wembley show. We somehow managed to blag media access to this. Yeah, I saw something on the uh, the Progress Facebook, and they were asking for podcasters to mm. sort of submit versions of their pod and see if they could be involved in maybe doing a little media shot at the um, at Wembley. So obviously being the uh, shenanigans king that I am, I thought, I'll put down our pod. When you did this and you told me you'd done it, I was like, well, that's never going to work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I then got an email from Adam at Progress, who's in charge of their social media, basically saying, oh, oh lovely Adam. Lovely Adam. He's a very nice man. We like Adam because he <laughs> gave us media passes. He did. To he gave us backstage <laughs> access to Wembley <laughs> Arena. Um, it's crazy. He, he sent an email across to, um, obviously no one was copied in on the email at this stage. It was obviously blind copying everyone in. It's basically said, here's a list of things to happen potentially at Wembley. Um, obviously, there are a few emails exchanged beforehand, such as, you know, what are your Twitter followers? What are your Facebook followers? And obviously, I sent an email back going, at that time, we don't really use a Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a Facebook page we don't really use. Speaking of which, we do now. We use both of them. So check out World of Rest Pod on Twitter and World of Wrestling Podcast on Facebook. Yep, they are the ones to go to. Just search World of Wrestling Podcast, you'll find us. Yeah. Go on. Join, join us. <laughs> join. <laughs> like us on Facebook. We're Follow us on Twitter. We're stealing everyone's gimmick right now. <laughs> yeah. That nice little plug. Yeah, we did end up having to email Adam and go, are you sure we were meant to get this email? <laughs> are you sure you want us there? Um, uh, yeah. But then um, it turned out we did. We had to send across sort of mug shots of our faces just so we could qualify for our media passes. And then um, a couple of days before the show, we got sent a nice little booklet of what we would and wouldn't be doing at the show. Yeah. So, um, here's what we... And Adam does explain that on the podcast. We actually talked to... Uh, we actually capture him 
talking about what we're going to be doing and how we're doing, which is pretty much the itinerary, which you can go through if you want to. But uh, I would, but I've realised I've deleted the uh, the Google. Doc. It's fine. Adam literally says it on the pod, like later on. Yeah, um, wh- which is really cool. And when I looked down the list, obviously I sent it across to you. I thought this is quite unprecedented access. As you said, I know progress is very much punk rock DIY style, um, but I thought. I wonder how much of this is actually going to come to fruition. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I thought maybe we were going to get there on the day. Um, um, we were told we had to meet everyone at the VIP entrance at quarter to two. Ooh, VIPs! Yeah, exactly. Ooh. <laughs> I had to have the awkward moment going to one of the security guards. I went, um, excuse me, could you um, could you tell me where that <coughs> VIP area is? <laughs> to not sound like it's like trying to big league it. And you travel up with pro wrestlers as well. So When I was travelling up with Justin, and the guy looked at him and was probably like, oh, wow, this Justin Invincible guy, he's... He's massive. He must be a big deal. You know, one day he will be. But at the moment, he's just just invincible. <laughs> he's he's getting there bit by bit. You know. Yeah, he's good look. Yeah. But um, we. W- oh, we I totally would. Hey, Justin, <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> he won't listen to this. <laughs> yeah. So we we went there on the day. We we queued up and we were essentially in a holding area outside of Wembley Arena. Yeah. We we turned up, kind of turned around the corner into this kind of like I don't know how to describe it, almost like a courtyard into Wembley yeah. Arena. And there was basically a bunch of wrestling nerds standing there, as you'd expect at a wrestling show. All good-looking, handsome, <laughs> chiselled young men. <laughs> they weren't beardy, chubby, and nerdy at all. Uh, not, not that we are at no, all. Exactly. <laughs> I, I meet the cliché so well. And uh, to be fair, they were all very, very approachable and very, very nice. For wrestling fans, I imagine them to be quiet and socially anxious, like me, basically. Yeah, but they were all, they were all in. There's lots of handshakes, introductions, yeah, what their pod is, what really their pod nice numbers atmosphere. are. Yeah, it was really good. Kind taking over that kind of progress ethos i guess i think everyone was just really really happy to be there yeah there there was no ego no attitude no, no one being judgmental of anything it was a really nice group of guys and girls who were there and i think um we never really spoke about it too much about what we wanted to do there we kind of made a decision that we didn't want to do too many one-on-one interviews if we could avoid it because it's not really what we do on this pod no, and that's you know? also due to general nervousness. I mean, you, you'll, hear, that, yeah. you'll hear a bit <laughs> later in, in the pod of some of the footage, obviously, that we, we did stick a microphone in, in front of a couple of people's faces um, Indeed, throughout. Yeah. And we also got to sit on in the cluster interviews, which is pretty cool. Yeah, we, um, again, so the, the docket which Adam from Progress sent across to us, I'll keep just referring to him as Adam from Progress. That's fine. I'm sure he'd appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, just to get it over the, it's Adam from Progress. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he did say that, you know, there'd be an opportunity. We'd be taken up to the Heineken bar. There you go, Heineken. There's your plug. Send me your alcohol-free uh, <laughs> Heineken, please. <laughs> it's probably rank. Probably is I'll, rank. I'll have the alcohol one, please. Okay. <laughs> Virgil's cream soda. Which Fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> but mainly it was just all about just capturing our experience as we got to do this for the first time. Yeah. And uh, I think that'll do as an intro. Should we just go straight into our experience, I guess? Yeah. So uh, we start off, we turn the microphones on as we've just gone through security at... Uh, got our media passes. Got our media passes. <laughs> go through security at the, the uh, Wembley VIP. I have to applaud the security guard at Wembley VIP who said to me, have you got any liquids in your bag? And I went, no. And he went, okay. And didn't bother checking. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So I don't want to bury that guy, but you know, if we were, you know, I, might, I mean, I, where are you going with this? It's I literally don't stop talking. <laughs> Let's just get into it. This is us at Wembley. <laughs> Hello, everybody. We haven't already started. Oh, that's really weird. I didn't expect that. <laughs> see, we're not very good with interviews, so we're just going to talk about what we're experiencing and see what happens. <laughs> we're about to. Walk, I'm about to fall down <laughs> some stairs. 
Try not to drag me with you. Yeah, I'll, if, if I fall, I'll let go. Try and describe what we're doing right now. Okay, so we are walking down the stairs into the main bed of Wembley We've Arena. We've got a microphone out of my backpack. Yeah, this looks pretty weird. I have to stay, like, literally level with you. Otherwise, you're going to, like, drag me off somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> and now we're in a holding space. Oh, I feel like Cal. This is great. This is quality audio right now. Yeah. It's like an interactive experience tour. One of them mazes. Nice. Go that way. Just jumping, go on. You're connected by wire. So we're connected, <laughs> sorry mate. Within the book that I sent you, there's a few things about things you may see, things you may want to take photos of, and things that could be potential spoilers. Please don't. Because we'll be walking through the backstage area now, you'll be walking past certain things lying around, and we want to do this to like, give you the chance to have that same sort of interaction <coughs> that the media guys do, so we're putting our trust on you to not do that, like the noise you're hearing, which you probably will get. <laughs> it's okay, don't worry. <laughs> and that's your lot. <laughs> <laughs> Off you go. <laughs> 50 quid ahead, <laughs> like, <laughs> see you later. So what we're gonna do is, when I get a text from John, um, I'm gonna take you through there. John, come in a bit, Joe. Thanks, Fargo. Sorry, mate. Um, I'm gonna take you through, um, you get a photo, front of the set and then I'll take you all up to the Heineken Lounge where Sorry, buddy. there potentially will be like talent promoters coming through and like there will be cluster interviews. So do you know how those work? Yeah. You all aware? Um, and then around three-ish I have to disappear for a bit and do social media stuff and then around three-ish uh, we're going to let you walk the set. Um, so feel free to do the Vince walk, feel free to do what you want. Um, um, use it on your channels and how you see fit. Any other questions? I'm presuming the ring itself is out of bounds. Yes. <laughs> Probably sensible. Probably shouldn't get in the ring. My 450's out of the question then. <laughs> get the bum bag out. I'm going to get revenge on Doug. <laughs> Not on this night. <laughs> this is an important night. Try that a sec. Go to the ring. Um, and then time dependent. We'll get John, Jim, Glenn out to have a photo of you guys. Yeah. And then you can go and enjoy Hello Wembley. You have access with the media pass to the Heineken bar, that's right, at all yeah. times. If you want to go backstage, you have to be with me or Ben. Mainly me, because I'm a liaison. Ben's dealing with like, the PR side of everything. Um, Hello, ben. Ben. Hi, ben. Hi, Ben. Hello, Ben. Lovely to meet you. He's professional PR. <laughs> do it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> cool. But yeah, and that's kind of about it. And with the Heineken bar thing, like if you've got the microphone, you can pop there during the break, record bits and bobs if you want, um, and just have a good time. Lovely, lovely. Sweet. Thanks, sir. And there's beers there, and there's soft drinks there, and, and Matt Richards is there. Hey, Cam Leslie, hello. Um, and they're around to talk to. Oh, it's right here. And they're here to talk to you if you want to interview them through podcasts and such. Callum um, <laughs> <laughs> wants to be used. Oh, he wants to be used. <laughs> it's on the record now! Callum <laughs> 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 um, has also agreed to take a swift kick to the nuts by all of you. <laughs> anniversary. I'm retired. You're not I told them about Royal. 
the spoilers we're not allowed to give out this evening. Keep my thumb up. That's why I gave us these yeah. mics to make sure these ones are the on buttons. I don't need lights, I can just see words. The third one doesn't have an on button, so whoever we give it to will be live, so yeah. This is insane. This is madness. I mean, we're currently waiting for Big John from Progress to give us permission to go and walk backstage um, at Wembley Arena. With spoiler warnings, we may see some things that we're not supposed to see, which I kind of hope we don't. It's okay, we can talk about it on the pod, because we won't release this till no, well after. But also, I've paid good money for these tickets, and I don't want to see the results. That's a fair point, yeah. If there's like a call sheet or something, I do not close our eyes and walk yeah. the other way. <laughs> if I walk into anyone, oh, you've just taken out Dragonoff. Oh, he's going to have to wrestle Spike Trivet in the main event. He'll <laughs> be fine, don't worry. No disrespect to Spike Trivet. Yeah, I'm cheating myself already. I'm calmer with the microphone in my hand. I need to just get it out. Yeah, I, I agree. I think actually having this and being able to talk for a few bits and bobs yeah. is, is quite good. It's getting very noisy in here because there's lots of podcasters and they all like talking. And, but yet none are recording. <laughs> no, it just does. That's why they have 2,000 like, listeners because we're just going <laughs> to put out our standing in a foyer <laughs> chatting on a microphone. It's fine, man. It's all good. But I think the main thing that I've taken away from this is the most... We've been given this lovely laminated media pass. That's it. I'm very impressed with the thing. And they've also put the card on the back. I think it's for noobs who like, haven't paid attention to what's going on. So they can know to ask them questions about it. I am a little bit happy, though, that I can get hold of Big John via his mobile to lodge <laughs> any complaints I have about yeah, the show. If you want to contact John Briley, it's I think this is one of the spoilers <laughs> we're not allowed to give out. <laughs> Although I might yeah, accidentally don't. tweet it with hashtag Hello Wembley to see if they put it out. <laughs> Get it on the screens here. So we're just hanging out backstage still. Matt Richards is here, which is kind of weird. Yeah, I mean, I, d I don't want to sort of try and bundle. Uh, this is going to be my problem with these cluster interviews. I don't want to bundle in. Yeah, I'm, t I'm going to see if we can get through this whole thing without asking anyone a, a single question. I quite like <laughs> to say to Trent Seven, could you tell me where the nearest toilet facilities are? <laughs> you catch that on mic. Mm, excuse, yeah. me, excuse me, Trent. Could you tell me where I could go and have a wee? <laughs> oh, I th and now um, we have been beckoned in by Big John. So off we go. Off we go. We are going so. into the. It's very dark. As we're now walking backstage at Wembley Arena. There's a beautiful Asda trolley on the way in. That is a beautiful, beautiful trolley. Uh, we are basically standing in Gorilla right now. This is insane. I can see it standing here. I can see that they've obviously got the massive monitor out the back and the chair set up for the, the boys and girls to watch the event. This is pretty awesome. I mean, even just is seeing just the layout on the big screen. Ooh, I spot an entrance. Off to our right. Oh, wow, yeah. Obviously, this is again great for visual rather than audio, but it looks it's like... It's just about capturing our experience, you know? Yeah. But it looks absolutely huge. And obviously, it's a big venue. Have you been to Wembley before? I've been, to, I've been to Wembley Arena for two gigs. One for Smashing Pumpkins, one for Pearl Jam. <laughs> Look at you, United's kid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, don't, yeah. I don't do live music anymore. It's okay. I came here last year, maybe the year before, to see Baby Metal. Because okay. my missus is a huge fan, and to be fair, it's a hell of a stage show. Um, let's go this way. Just going to... Oh, and I, I remember standing here thinking it wasn't as big as I remembered it being. But then when you're here with no one in it, this is kind of insane. Oh. <laughs> and Ah, oh, we're bastards. Sorry, sir. <laughs> but can you give us any hints of what presents we can experience ahead of this, well, groundbreaking show? Good wrestling. The best, I would assume. But what do you think is going to be, you know, obviously classic cliche stuff at the card. 
What's going to be the unexpected top match of the card, in your opinion, for today? Oh, that's a hard one. I mean, the thing with this card is that it's just eight main events, right? There's every, every match on this card could main event any card. So, like, something's going to have to be the opener that could easily be the main event on any show anywhere. So, like, I think Mark Hassens and Matt Riddle are going to have a hell of a match. And maybe it's not got the build of the story of, like, a Paul Robinson, Jimmy Havoc, or the title but that's going to be an incredible wrestling match. Anyone we saw Mark Haskins and Tyler Bate in the last chapter knows what kind of form Mark Haskins is in. Marido always brings it. I'm very much looking forward to that one. I'm going to be sitting down to watch that one. I think the pre-show battle royal is going to be a lot of fun. I'm particularly yeah. looking forward to that, I've got to say. Like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm expecting a few surprises. I, you might possibly think that I couldn't <laughs> You might think that I couldn't possibly comment. Uh, so we can't have the official battle royal debut of your good self. I think I think we're going to be hiding somewhere doing the commentary for it. Cool, uh, cool. Down the headset? No, it's going to be a little bit more uh, punk than that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Something punk at Wembley. Hashtag not punk. Awesome, man. Thank <laughs> you. Thanks so much. Take it easy. Sir, Cam Leslie there. Well, progress commentary. All we've got to do there is just stick your microphone in someone's face and they look awkward. And I feel awkward you're, asking you're terrible super questions. super brave. Like, you did good, actually. You did very good. It was practical. made sense. It was personal. Yeah. You didn't say, how do you feel about doing a show at Wembley, which is the one question I'm desperately trying to avoid. Well, yeah, exactly, because I think we already <laughs> know the answer. Well, it's like it's the classic thing of, like, <laughs> Chuck on Radio 4 and all like, how do you feel about this new album you've made? It's like, well, I made the fucking album. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> it's not something you want to be asked in general, you know? No, I'm just saying, like, you know, you don't ask people, how do you feel about you doing a show at Wembley? Because it's just, like, the one question that's too obvious, almost, you know? How do you feel about doing a show at Wembley? You guys, you're doing a show. I'm, I'm chuffed. Mate, yeah, I'm over the, the moon, Adam, We've got, like, 10 honest. subscribers. Like, we should be Of course we do, In yeah. all honesty, though, Adam, I mean... It, this is a big social media undertaking for you and the, and the rest of the team. And, you know, as we sort of briefly spoke earlier, it's taken you a lot of work to get together. You know, do people really un appreciate the undertaking that you've had to go through and what goes into obviously promoting such an event like this? What, from a social media point of view? Yeah, yeah. How, how, how much? I mean, again, as you said, this isn't your full, full time job. Obviously, you've got the day job and the wrestling job. Like a lot you of managed to hype show. me up on social media. Like, yeah. I'm super chuffed for this one. Yeah. But I think that's what happened when you use Greenlight for like a <laughs> <laughs> video. I was like, how are we going to get the cheapest pop of all time? Ah, Greenlight. Mate, that was a good laugh, actually. I like that. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, like, it, you have to try and think different about how you do stuff creatively. Otherwise, then you see that everyone does it the same. Um, and we're going to try a few things today that may or may not work on social media, but if they do, it will set the bar again. And that's kind of what we want to do, basically, is just keep moving the bar creatively when it comes to like, marketing, wrestling, everything. And I'd say as well, especially the Hello Wembley hashtag was very engaging. Because obviously, I, I know that people have been asked to post pictures in the and sort of with with the hashtag Hello Wembley. But even scrolling down them last night, the actual interaction that people are having with it is, I, I you know obviously I know it's a big deal. There are a lot more people coming. <laughs> He's been a good boy. He's Don't been worry. a very good boy. Hashtag marketing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hashtag marketing. Straight up marketing. Yeah. Um, it's nice for people engaging with it. Wrestlers as well. Um, so like Dragonov did a selfie earlier. It's like cool. Cheers, man. Um, as did Doug. Where he gave away a little bit of what the set looked like, and I was like, Doug. Oh, bad Doug. I mean, he's such a rookie. He's such a rookie, that <laughs> Doug Williams. Doug Williams, so green. <laughs> I keep checking my phone because I'm waiting for the text of authority. Oh. Text of approval and like the um, we're good. You're kind of no because you'll hear music. Let me just check. Oh. Music. 
Oh yeah, we get we get walkout music. <laughs> Holy shit! The World of Wrestling podcast entrance theme. Do we get to request music? Because I've got some ideas. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just coming out to like the cheeky girls, and that's <laughs> all it is. Uh, I think it lost ketchup. Might do the trick. Oh yeah, that was Adam Libaneth Roach of it's the social, social media, media yep. for Progress, Progress Wrestling. That next and job been very nice to us, very accommodating. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's all thanks to him that we're actually standing backstage at Wembley Arena. Yeah. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Yeah, I'm sure you're listening. Oh, I mean, you check out what his work's been, you know, essentially his work today is looking after us and yeah, I think so. doing all the social media bits and dragging us around for the next hour or so. And again, in, in fairness, as we, like we were alluding to, the people, more people are going to be engaged in this because there are going to be thousands of people here, but seeing the hype leading up to this, it, they've done a good job on social media, I think. They've, they've drip-fed the, the matches, considering they had a lot of their plans changed due to New Japan, taking um, Zach and Will Ospreay. Yeah. I think all in all, it's, you know, the card is solid. As Callum Leslie was saying, I, I think start to finish, you wouldn't be out of place if any of these matches were main eventing. Yep, It'd be odd to have a battle raw main event. The card top to bottom is absolutely outstanding. It's ridiculous, let's yeah, be honest. Th- there's nothing on here that I go, ugh. No, not at all. I mean, while we're standing here, shall we go through it quickly? Yep, yep, okay, far away. I mean, we've got the opening battle royal, which is going to be an absolute laugh. I am going to throw it out oh, here I'm now. Dying. I'm going to predict two names to Go be on. in here. One through common sense and one through hope. Go on. One, I would like to see um, Alex Cupid and obviously the taking part from Never Say Die take part in the Battle Royal. Sweet, yeah, okay. I'd also like to see the return of RJ Singh. Oh, I mean, I'd love to see RJ get in this. That'd be so amazing. I'm really hoping for... You've got, you've got to think that a lot of people are going to be scrambling to get on this card because of where it is. Yeah, exactly. This is such a big deal. Like, four and a bit thousand, whatever it is. Like, it's insane. But British wrestling, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And again, uh, like... The history like, associated with Wembley by itself. I know we're in Wembley Arena, not the stadium technically, but it's literally next door. It's a stone story from the stadium. And considering, would, would it be fair to say the last wrestling show here was TNA? I don't even know. And it the wasn't fa- WWE because they've been running the O2 for a while now. Yeah, I mean, maybe it was NXT when they did NXT UK here. That was the last time I actually tell a lie that I came here. Oh, I about to say you came to that show. Yeah, yeah but the hype for NXT UK is nowhere near the hype for progress and I don't know if it's because we're more involved we're more think about it like this is I mean to use the cliche it started from the bottom now we're here they literally started in the garage in Highbury yeah 350 attendants yeah like you know and Marty Skull pulling out matches out of his ass almost you know and they had some great wrestling going on obviously but like it was almost on a big and a whim you know like to get to here Within how many years? Like five years? Yeah, well, it's 2012 it started, so six oh, years in. Ridiculous, man. That's incredible. They've gone Brixton, then Ali Pally, and now here. It's pretty cool that we've been here almost every step. Yeah, we're doing all right. Yeah. We're doing all right. <laughs> I feel like we, we've come with them on this journey almost, you know? On a mild prediction, I'm just going to throw this out there. Go on. And obviously, I appreciate this is very much keeping it progress. Some of the chaps who we came up with were suggesting that maybe we're going to have a very guest appearance from someone from one of the American organizations. Uh, there is potential for it. They've got big, nice big links po- with the Fed now. Big, big Paul yeah. rocking out. Wait, how big Paul? A little, little, little Vecchi Paul. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like big Oh, not Paul White. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say that would be a 10 for the books, to be fair. Yeah, so Battle Royale. Um, have you got a, have you, have you got a, I mean, I don't even want to predict who could possibly win the Battle Royale. It's, there's so many people in it who could. I think it's for the bants almost, isn't it? Yeah, I'd say so. Good warm know. up. He's a good comedy character that could win. Get a nice face pop to start the show. Yeah, I mean, that, that makes sense. And then, I, so, I suppose we've got, I mean, look at the card, we've got Robin, Robinson Havoc. Yeah. He just walked past us. That was, yep. I'm already terrified. Yep. <laughs> Scared <laughs> half to death. <laughs> Got the tag team Thunderbastard afterwards. Yeah. Uh, my bets are on Sexy Star. 
Yeah, I, it has to be. And I think Maverick and Mayhew bets. will probably get an upset through it because obviously when they've lost okay. the whole Thunderbuster series, yeah. I wonder if they're going to... I wonder oh, if they're going to get a W over it just to sort of make... Because then it pays off the story. I mean, if there's ever a time to put new guys over, it's on your biggest stage, you know? Like, yeah. this might be a good time to do it. Uh, we've got Haskins Riddle, that I think is potentially a match the night contender. I Yeah, I, I think so. And again, if it's... I mean, Haskins will be looking to prove himself against the guy who's going to the E. Yep. Obviously, he's coming fresh off his Ring of Honor bits as well, because Haskins yep. is doing a bit in ROH. And Matt Riddle, in fairness, owes, I say, quite a lot to independent promotions like Progress. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, man. Again, it would be nice to see him go out on a big win and all that sort of stuff, but really, yeah. I think it would be nice to get over Haskins at this point. Well, exactly, yeah. I, I'd, I'd call Haskins for this one. Yeah, definitely. It has to be. Yeah. Uh, we've got um, Jimmy Havoc and Paul Robinson, which I think is going to be uh, insane. Catch, catch can, <laughs> mat-based. <laughs> they come out and just put on like a real grappling-based match. It'd be incredible yeah. to see. And then throw the crazy death match in it, but I think they're just going to go for it. Swembley is a big stage. Jimmy's going to be wearing white. We're in for the long run here, I think, boys. Yeah, I think we're going to see a lot. If you're in the front few rows, I'd watch it. <laughs> Splash zone. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad we're up in the stalls. It's like SeaWorld up in here. But, <laughs> <laughs> but in fairness, even where we are, there's no guarantee that someone's not going to be thrown That's off fair point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. But I'm, I'm going with, uh, I'm going to go with Havoc for this one. Uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Pete Dunn against Ilya Dragunov. Uh, amazing again that they've got this guy over from WXW. I've only seen bits and bobs of him. Obviously, yep. know Pete done very, very well. Uh, I think Pete might be going for a long run in the Fed anytime soon. The E, we should say nowadays, I guess. Yeah. Um, so I think Ilya is my yeah. pick for that. But I, that's going to be an amazing match. I don't. I think this is going to be match of the night. Strong really style, do. stiffing, brutality. Yeah. yeah. I don't think there's anything. I mean, as I said earlier, anything could top this car. But I think this is going to be match of the night. Absolutely, mate. All uh, right, what else we got? We've got Doug Williams against Trent Seven uh, with Doug's career on the line and for the Atlas Championship. Yeah, I mean, it's... I really what hope... What can we say about Doug? Uh, it's, he's just... He's, he is the ambassador. He is the man. The very first line of our podcast is you talking about him hitting him over the head with a bum bag. I know. It's like, we owe Doug everything. <laughs> I owe Doug everything to actually having something to talk about in a wrestling career. <laughs> so, I mean... What a career. 25 years. When he started announcing he was going to be doing a tour. Oh, off we go. We are going into the beast. Into the beast. Right, so to my left I see an entrance ramp. And now we're just walking out to ringside area. Not doing the ramp just yet. We're just walking around the side curve. I feel like Chino Marino about to walk out on stage or some shit. Wowzers. So, we've just walked into the main arena, and it's quite impressive. <laughs> My God. Anyway. I mean, that is insane to see that. A British independent wrestling show <laughs> at Wembley Arena? Yeah, doing all right, aren't they? What in the fuck is happening? It just kind of sunk in as you walk through. Just like, wow. Just to look around and see the progress emblem on a massive video wall... It is a sight to see. I mean, it's brilliantly indie as well still. You've got the same entrance where you'd always have with the yeah. curtain, some banging blue lights that are projecting all the way up. E entrance slope, not steps though, that I've seen so far. Actually got a ramp, that's always yeah. nice. Should we walk a bit further this way or do we want to walk Playing into your favorite band. Oh. Well, yeah. It's meant to be, Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> Just doing what we're told at this yeah. point. 
Oh, don't want to get in people's shots. my rage, I am still just a rat in a cage. And now we've got to pay copyright to Billy Corgan <laughs> in the NWA. <laughs> oh, Billy, don't do it. It's for wrestling. It's all good. Yeah, and where mate, are you, Corgan? <laughs> can I say that I've seen Incubus, Deftones, Perfect Circle, Baby Metal all play through that, that audio rig. And now Progressor here? Yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> insane. Madness. We're going to hear Jim Smallman talk through the same rig that fucking Chino Marino yeah. talked through. Uh, and it, oh, I mean, even bad. just to see a progress ring with that amount of lighting above it for the lighting rig. It looks so I boss, mean, man. <laughs> Do you notice the WWE advertising on the way in? I did notice the it's WWE very, advertising. Very <laughs> Uncle Paul is <laughs> spending its money. Do we think he's in the building? I'd, I mean, it's a good stopover to going to Australia for Super Showdown. Enough but, said, I think. Yeah, this is insane. Now, I don't know if that means we are we are done. I think we've got to go this way. Let's keep walking. That is ridiculous. Well, is that's pretty that awesome. A drum kit up there. Thanks for that, mate. Thank you. Cheers, Adam. Now, yeah. Do you not know about the why Metal Hammer are here? Yeah. <laughs> well. Okay. So Metal Hammer held a competition to see who gets to play before the show starts. Is it me? No, unfortunately not. It's oh, not us. Shit. <laughs> I wish it was us. We've both been in bands over the years, but it's uh, some band called Waves or Hell or something like that. Great. I looked this up when I was doing my research yesterday. So yeah, the quality of my memory is <laughs> outstanding. I think you'll agree. Well, I mean, fair, fair play to Metal Hammer for putting something like that on. But um, I'm concerned they're going to get uh, heel heat. But I guess we'll see. I, 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 oh, Jesus. That's a big dude. <sighs> that was cool. That was ridiculous. Absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. I still can't get over. I mean, sometimes you're at awe in awe of things when you walk outside, but just walk behind mm. that curtain to see that progress. Massive video wall. It's like you almost knew what was coming. Yeah. But it still hit you like a ton of bricks as you walk through. Oh, it's, oh, it's madness. In awe of it so, so far. We're now walking back out the way we came in, up the stairs to what I believe is going to be the Heineken Lounge. Yes, yes, this is our for Heineken. <laughs> if you'd like to sponsor our pod, Heineken. Ah, oh, mate. My mum doesn't drink you, so we you're out. We love beer. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thank you very much. We offer drink and food, which is amazing. How kind of them. This is a lovely spread. So the next part of the pod is basically uh, the cluster interviews that we got to sit in on. Yeah. Uh, we've got Jim Smallman and Glenn Joseph to start with. We then have Glenn Joseph and Doug Williams, which is an absolute privilege to sit on hearing Doug, and especially on this essentially his retirement show. Um, I say essentially because you never really retire from pro wrestling. Well, <laughs> never say never. <laughs> uh, then got to sit in uh, with Vicky and Mark Haskins, which was awesome as well. And then Paul Robinson, who is terrifying the scariest man <laughs> he in tells, the entire world he tells the best story <laughs> and, uh, uh, the audio is a little bit dodgy here and there because we were in a cluster of like you know 30 odd people all trying to get their own audio but uh, we left pretty much all of it in uh, there's some music in the background because some idiot decided to play music through the speakers in the room which is kind of stupid because everyone was doing the interviews they do turn it off a few minutes in so don't worry if that's annoying uh, and to be honest, if this is not your cup of tea, just kind of skip ahead to the next bit. It's basically yeah. skip ahead like ten minutes, you'll get there. But uh, the interviews are really fun. Like I enjoyed being there and seeing it. 
yeah happening. you'll also notice as it was in a uh, cluster interview format some of the names that keep on being dropped so so and so from the star i love that people do that they're like hello my name is like dave joffrey from the star <laughs> and you're like <laughs> man just ask the question yeah. <laughs> you know, like. shout out to our friends from talk sport though will gavin and jonas yeah they were lovely from the pro wrestling show yeah, it's nice to hang out with them after these little interviews as well yeah, will but, yeah. gavin seven foot tall standing smack bang at the front so no one else could see what's going on and you just see like people with their cassette holders over <laughs> his shoulder <laughs> bloody tryhards <laughs> but yeah great interviews really interesting good insight um have a listen so we're here with Jim and Glenn. Thank you very much, Glenn Joseph. I couldn't remember his name for a second. Uh, of Progress. So Jim Small and Glenn Joseph. They're currently standing in front of what can only be described as the thing you see people in footballers interviewed a match of the day when they've got the advertising in the background, all the little logos. Yep, all the advertising for Demand Progress and um, Virgil's Cream Soda. Yeah, and also Twitter and YouTube. And SoundCloud's and making a good mention. Put over your fucking cream soda bullshit. <laughs> got some sort of agenda here. Yep. Uh, so we don't do interviews very much. So we're standing at the back, kind of loitering, like good boys, because we're way too cool for this. But we don't yeah. want to interrupt, so we're being quiet. We're being yeah. good. And it was quite emotional as well, because the three of us spend an awful lot of time together. And most of the people I've worked with in my career, I do genuinely hate. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the same now. <laughs> um, and, but we've, we've managed to be able to do this, I think, between the three of us. Uh, we haven't yelled at each other today, which is good. Today. It's It's his round. I believe there's a free bar over there, so that's... <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to try and get away with that. I'm going to have like a trousers full of stuff trying to take it out. <laughs> but uh, which match are you both respectively most looking forward to, honestly? Uh, main event, uh, because it's Walter and Tyler, and I think they're two of the best wrestlers in the world. I, I, I think a lot of people on our card are some of the best wrestlers in the world. I think Tyler is absolutely wonderful. I think Walter is absolutely wonderful. And I think those guys will kill each other for our entertainment and we'll have a great time. Um, uh, so for me, that's that's what I'm into as a wrestler, uh, a wrestling fan. Um, what about you? Eddie Dennis and Mark Andrews because it's a year-long story that went into it. I think in terms of long-term storytelling, in terms of the investment that those guys have put into it, the creativity, and the, the, the stuff that they've, you know, they've done to each other, the way it's transcended wrestling and moved into like their, their personal lives and the band, and you know, I mean, for me, it's just all-encompassing. Like, when, when that when the vignette got played the other day, I know it, it was it's the longest vignette we've ever produced. And it had to be that long in order to cram the years within. It would have felt like we were doing it a disservice, so definitely any of my Tony Cobb from the Mirror Squad. Um, you've obviously gone Brixton, Anatoly and now Wembley. Um, what would you say is next for Progress Wrestling? How does it get bigger? I'm gonna die off mate if we were allowed. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, like if we never did a show as big as this again, I'd still be super proud if we only ever did the ballroom ever again. 
Um, but I think obviously when you set a precedent or something like this, it's like, okay, what is next? And it's the question when I've been doing a lot of press is to think people keep asking me and I'm like, I don't know. We need to not just see, it's not just about how many tickets you sell, we need to see how happy our fan base is with the show today. Like when we first did Ali Pali, people liked it enough for us to want to do Super Strong Style there uh, uh, this year. And that's like, like, that was because the fans liked it there. And if the fan experience today is as strong as the wrestling in the ring will be and as strong as we're, we're happy with the ticket sales, then there's potential for us to do it again or to try and do a similar sort of size arena. But it's not it isn't, really what like we're about. It isn't just numbers and bodies and seats, it's about the fan experience. Fans I mean, there are plenty, just trust me lads, there are plenty, and ladies, sorry, uh, there are plenty of people here who, uh, who may know this already. There's not a lot of venues in London, and there's a lot of venues we could have run which would have been absolutely terrible. I think it's always about that. What, people want to come back because they trust us to put on a, a bit. Like, there's little things we learned at Ali Pali the first time that we changed for the next time. I'm sure that if we were to come back to Wembley, there's definitely going to be lessons we learned today. Yeah, like, you know, hire more people. <laughs> <laughs> we legit don't know. Like, like yeah. we know we're always going to put shows on at the ballroom, for example. We know that, but we don't really. But people think we must have like some business plan or goals or something like that. We haven't got a clue what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Never have. Um, we, just, we, just yeah, we just roll with it and we've <laughs> ended up here. And don't forget, we've ended up here not because we went after Wembley, but Wembley came after us. That's the real groundbreaking thing about this show. Is we're an independent wrestling company and we got asked to do this venue. A venue that WWE normally do, TNA have done, and back in the uh, World of Sport days, the All-Star etc. were doing it. But no one's been asked like us to do it since. And for us to be asked by Wembley is, is insane. And it's properly humbling as well. Yeah, like that, that, it's, it's an amazing, it's an amazing feeling. Like, it goes to show that over six years, we've, like, we've come on a, a very, very long way. We never expected to be, this was never the plan. No, no, the plan was, let's not have loan sharks take our thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just, it's, it's got a bit better than that. I just wanted to know about the hijack our ring on the way to the venue, like proper Brit rest. <laughs> <laughs> Good old days. Let's <laughs> jump in here. We've got Doug here, so can we just bring Doug in? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, yes. Glenn, you want to stick around? Jim, I'm going to go and sort some stuff out. If anyone does have any extra questions, speak it. Thanks, Jim. Hello. Hi, guys. Hi, Doug. Any questions for Doug? Yeah, I mean, Doug, for you as someone who has been so key in the British independence scene for so long, seeing put on a show somewhere like Wembley Arena, the biggest show in 30 years, what's that like for you? A kind of validation of my uh, endeavour to keep brief uh, wrestling at the forefront of um, everybody's minds globally. To you know, this I mean, this kind of shows that the talent is there, you know, the business is there, the support is there by the fans, and I mean, it, it's an amazing experience, amazing feeling for me. I get to perform in front of all those fans, but the whole of British wrestling and all the other talent that are involved, it's, it, I mean, it's something really special. You can't. Into any more words than that, really. I think somebody who may be looking at some of the talent that I got off the top of my head, I can't remember it right now, but I know that some of them have been wrestling for maybe two or three years. Sure. When you were two or three years into your career, yeah. <laughs> how many you wrestling for them? Well, I don't think I even got out of the holiday camps by that point, you know, I mean, really, <laughs> honestly. And yeah, your average attendance was maybe 100, 200 at yeah. shows like that. You know, when I started, the business was dead in the water, ultimately, you know, it was hanging on by. 
know, by its fingertip to the edge of a big precipice, you know, and it's managed to claw and pull its way back onto the back onto the top and it's running up the mountain as fast as it possibly can. Yes sir. Hi Doug. Hi. So, like Toby from uh, WRO, WRO. So, you've obviously been there like since the holiday camps, the Butlins, the WWE impersonations that we all grew up seeing. Right. Why do you think British wrestling has grown to the stage that it is now? What has made it suddenly explode? It's a com combination of a lot of things really. Um, first of all, the talent is there now. Um, talent's always been quite technically proficient in England and pretty good. But now they're, you know, they're much more rounded. They, everybody knows their character, everybody looks the part, everybody can tell a great story. You know, they're much more rounded now. On the flip side, promoters are doing a much better job now of presenting a product that people want to see, you know, and using social media and you know the modern forms of promotion to really get the products out there. Um, and I think really now you've got an audience that have grown up watching a family show to they're younger, they reach a sort of age in their 20s and now they're getting a product they want to watch as well. So sustaining that growth and bringing in new fans as well has, has helped to explode. It's all kind of come together in kind Indeed. of a the melting pot. No worries. Yes, yes sir. Right, Henry Holloway from the start. He's got Wembley Stadium opposite. Is British wrestling ever going to be able to sell out Wembley again? Not like a Wembley Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> that's the next, that's the next. Think if it crosses over into the mainstream and you get that star that can do that, it's always a possibility, I think. You know, you need that you need that crossover appeal, don't you? I think you know? I think it's a very it's a super interesting question. Yeah. Because the WWE haven't won when we stayed in the okay, for yeah. seven years. Yeah, um, it's very safe. Uh, but, but, so nearly so about the same time it's been since a British wrestling company won when the arena for yeah. context. So that's that's a big ask. I'm not going to lie and say that isn't a huge ask. Do you think it'll happen in the next 10 years? Probably not. In the next 30, 40, if we keep going the way we're going and people keep being clever about marketing and being savvy and the wrestling stays relevant and it stays like there's an art form that keeps evolving in order to make itself you know, attractive to a new market of people coming through. And indeed, like Doug says, to use the marketing techniques that are available now to us that weren't there. You know, we, live, we live on, you know, this is the remote control to our lives now. And if you're not able to easily access stuff that way, then, you know. Um, I guess just following up on that, you mentioned we need a style of mainstream, mainstream appeal. Obviously, yourself excluded. Is there anywhere else that you think you've got that? <laughs> I don't know. That's a very difficult thing to say, isn't it? Um, what? Well, that is, that is an interesting question. Yeah. There's, there, there, are, there are certain characters coming through now who I think ma mainstream appeal can be both as, as a good guy and a villain. If you're somebody like Spike Trevay at this stage in your career when you're so young and you're you're able to get that reaction, it also depends as well because you mentioned of course that it's a different the characteristics of going to making a, a wrestler or a sports sure, entertainer. Sure. So you get one of those characters who like Gray use Grado as an example. Yeah. Grado's moved into TV, he's moved into theatre, he's moved into so Grado's transcended wrestling. But obviously Grado's a talent for, for, for lots of other companies, obviously he's just in World of Sport, etc. He's got been back on TV. He's obviously their biggest star. It's if if now World of Sport were able to harness that, like I think that that, that could go stratospheric using somebody like Grado. Um, just because he appeals to the everyman as well. Yeah, you know, exactly. That's, that, well, that's that's kind of where, it, and, and we, 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 we are still living slightly in the, the era of the anti-hero as well. Like yeah. Pete Dunne has never stopped being a dickhead. There you go. <laughs> we'll end on that. Thanks very much, Doug and Ben. We've got Mark and Ricky Haskins, so we'll bring them oh, in now.
Yeah. Yeah. Far away. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yep. Okay. So, uh, MJ, can you turn the cup here? You've obviously uh, both working together in progress now. Son's already been involved in best entrance ever with the dinosaur and a gun. Um, do you think you're going to build him up to be in the industry one day, or are you going to say keep away? Um, I think he's quite smart, so I hope he does something with his head. I don't know if he gets dropped on it for anything. Seriously, though, I think like, our daughter's the one who'll be the one that goes into the ring out of the two of them. Because the other day, we, I was playing dollies with her, and uh, Jack came along being the dickhead big brother, tried to take one of the dollies away, and she took him down an arm bar. <laughs> I, I haven't even tried to like teach her anything yeah. yet, so yeah, she's, it's, she's it's, the fiery one. It's definitely going to be Lily for sure. I mean, at 18 months old, um, her and Jack were in the bath together, and uh, I walked into them giggling, and she has him in a Boston crowd. Perfect <laughs> Boston crowd at 18 months old. So I think Lily's probably going to want to go into the business, but if Jack wants to, then Jack can too. They've got to follow their dreams, whatever they are, so yeah. Mark, totally brilliant, Mirror Sport. Um, you see, there's been a lot of talk about this being Matt Riddle's last match on the independency, and you feel like you've been overlooked somewhat, but do you feel like it's a testament to you as a, as a wrestler and part of the Progress roster to be facing him in his last match? Yeah, like, I feel that, you know, when the, the main event didn't happen, really, like, there was only one other possible position I could possibly go to, and that's taken on arguably the hottest prospect in the world right now, which is Riddle. You know? I think the guy's great, I think the guy's awesome, but it genuinely does boil my piss that, like, all that people are talking about going into this match is that it's his last indie match, do you know what I mean? Like I said, like I said something online a few days ago, I'm not a fucking plus one, do you know what I mean? This isn't just. Matt Riddle plus one in the ring, do you know what I mean? This isn't the Matt Riddle show, this is two of the best wrestlers in the entire world going at it. Do you know what I mean? We are both angry dudes who just want to get in there and get into a fucking scrap, and that's what tonight is going to be. Off the back of that, you had the Ring of Honor tour recently with Jay and that amazing main event you had uh, at the end of that. Another platform for you, this is another platform for you, so yeah, a great opportunity obviously to grab that. Do you see yourself over the next 12 months, maybe taking another opportunity, going to work internationally, something like that. Yeah, dude, I'm always onwards and upwards, do you know what I mean? Like, um, you know, I didn't expect wrestling to be uh, where it is now, like, in, in regards to British wrestling, like, the fact that today we're doing, like, you know, Remedy, like, that's insane. Like, years ago, that didn't happen, you know, like, I managed to wrestle here twice with TNA. Um, back in like 2011, 2012. At that point in time, it was like a hurdle for a British wrestling company to even have a crowd, like, a, you know, 10% of what they drew back then. Do you know what I mean? Like, the fact that it now today is packed out with tons of fans coming to watch a British indie wrestling show is just, it, it's insane. So who knows where things are going to go within the next few months. Um, I didn't expect to be where I'm at now, like two years ago, and then, you know, the next year or the next two years. Who knows where that's going to take me. Yes. Right, Mike, this is a question for Vicky, like more than anything. Now, every time you see Mark just like get in the ring, especially taking on somebody like a Matt Riddler today, what goes through your mind when you're on the outside watching his matches? I feel sorry for the person in there with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I train with him as well. Um, we uh, we do BJJ together, and I know I mean, he's light on me as well because he likes me, but um, he's vicious. Like I call him my little pocket rocket because okay, yeah, he's small, but this guy can go. So for me, it's like, I get excited because I'm like, right, this is time for you to prove yourself. And I know what you can do. And tonight is gonna to be incredible. Just for me, we all know Riddle's amazing, but tonight, just from Mark's perspective, it's gonna be incredible. Yeah, like, so following that up, just how far can a Mark go? You're gonna find out. 
to the ring after your time out in progress than Jimmy? No, not for me. This is it's the only reason. I, I had no intention of coming back. I was happy doing what I was doing and then it picks up the Jimmy Adams show. It's all made about Jimmy Adams and Will Ospreay and I just had enough of it. Why, why, why is it always about them? Why is it always, Will, Will stop Jimmy Adams? No, 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 Will took the belt. I ended Jimmy Adams. So I mean, that is it. There's no one, there's no one else that had a part in it. It was me. I, I, I was by his side for a long, long time. I made sure he held up that belt. I helped him out. I was his bitch for too long. And then all of a sudden, I was the one that stepped up. And like I said at the time, Jimmy's little bitch made Chicken have a look a bitch. So, Paul, you sort yeah. of mentioned you've come back just for this match, yeah. obviously with Jimmy. Um, after tonight, what's, what's next for you in the progress there? <laughs> Alright, that's one thing I'll tell everyone here. This ain't, this ain't Paul's coming back, he's going to stop Jimmy Abbott when he's gone again. I'm back, and I'm back for five. Right? I've been given a second chance. A second chance I did not know what I was going to get. Right? I'm taking it with both hands and I'm running. 
And I've got these names. There's, there's people that I'm gonna, I've got, that I want to fight, and I will fight them. And I'll make sure I can fight them. Because I've had to put up with John Priory, Jen, Ben, and all that right now for 18 months, making arse, making sure I stay in contact. And I've done what I needed to do to get to where I am right now. And that's always about it's a necessity. And I want to fight, I need to fight, and I'm gonna fight for months. Outside of your match tonight, for someone who has continued to stay in touch with the company, work with them, doing stuff, Backstage and working with the wrestlers just today as a whole Wembley Arena. How proud is it for you? Oh, mate, it's mental. I've got to be honest, just straight up, I've been running around the place like a kid. It's like Christmas, isn't it? I have been doing this program a few times, I've been smiling most of the day. It's great. So, oh, it's, it's immense. I can't, it's hard to put it into words. I, like, the best sort of, it's like a kid at Christmas. I've been waiting for this, and the, the week drag, then like, finish the day till Friday. Like the weekends here, it's oh mate, buzzing. I can't, I can't, can't even explain it. So I was saying, all you, you're all experiencing it. It's mental, isn't it? Yeah. I honestly don't get there was such a big deal made of, of all in, and obviously that was a huge deal. But this is a show almost the same size happening in yeah. the UK with almost entirely British talent. That's for me. Yeah, it's comparable. It's definitely comparable. They're different. It's different. Yeah. Right? But yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying. I mean, all in was great. Though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I'm not slagging off, I'm just saying I think oh, it should no, be no, like... No, no. Um, it was nice as well to see that sort of show that we lost for it. Um, <laughs> 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 I thought he was going to appear, he's not here anymore. Um, yeah, no, no, I, I don't want to... I'm not going to... It's just yeah. good, man, it's wrestling, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyone else? Yeah, like, it might all be wrestling, but Will Ospreay on a world of sport. Talk to me, I'm, I'm about that. Why didn't he get me <laughs> no, that's good. I, I, if they don't, I'm just talking to you straight, you guys. Like, if they don't base if there is a season two around the Lost then this is stupid for me. It's a shame almost that they recorded the first season and had to run with it no matter what, because you see the reaction Oscar was getting. It was like, hang on, if they'd known this after the first show and were able to rewrite and like, redo it. They could have based that whole first season. For example, I don't know how this works. I'll never do this sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, imagine Will was chasing Rampage for that whole first season. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's money, isn't it? Just, like, yeah, yeah. That's for me. So I reckon they dropped the ball a bit with it, but they, because of the way TV works and they pre recorded this sort of thing. Yeah, Will, Will's Will. Perfect, thank you. Awesome. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. one more. I think, besides President Trump, the probably most terrifying man in the world. Yeah. Uh, do you actually get off on real intimidating people? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh, mate. I'm, yeah, happens. I can. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to say too much, but. Yeah, I do it in real life as well. I, I mean, it's. <laughs> We're all a bully deep down. I, I mean, the worst thing is other kids, so I have to make sure I don't do it in front of them. The worst thing is, like. He said we did things we shouldn't. Like, oh, here we go, sorry, I'll tell you a story. Yes. <laughs> so I, I'm pulling off the drive, I'm leaving my dog's, like, dog's leg, Ben, oh, this is where I live, used to live. The geezer's coming round, he's clipped my windmill, right, and I've got that, oh mate, he's still being recorded. Um, I've got that indicator on the windmill, so it's cracked in it, it's comfy car, that cost me nothing. Not to get the pen, anyway. So I've turned around, I've gone down the road after him, right, and I'm like, he's pulled over, he's got the flats, pulled over. He didn't even know about it before he's like in his 50s. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what have you done? Look, I'm like, look, there's a crack, there's a crack. Now I've got to pay for that, you mug. What are you going to do? Poor idiot, I'm just wallet. 
So the next little part is basically after our experience the, backstage. The, the journey to the seats. And not getting to walk down the ramp, which is unfortunately yeah. something we were promised we'd be able to do, but didn't. Also, not getting our photos taken with the promoters, which is something we were promised that didn't happen. Which yeah. is fine. <laughs> it's not a problem. It would have like been nice, obviously, but... You know, they had bigger priorities at this time. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I, I think he said, well, we used the term promise. I think it was one of the things that it would be, it was the, the plan yeah, was to have it. was it. on the itinerary yeah. as such. But um, I completely understand why people didn't get to get to do that. Exactly, and yeah. I think having us walk down the ramp as well would have been, I mean, it would have been hilarious to do it and it would have been great fun. But just even walking into the arena to see it all was, was great. Uh, we, there's a bit in the pod where we talk about um, potentially having music to walk down to. What music would you pick? If you oh. could have any music in the world, not necessarily for your gimmick, but just like as you. you oh, me? I mean? Yeah. I'm still just a sucker for um, Evolution's theme by Motorhead. <laughs> I bloody love that <laughs> song. Evolution <laughs> is a mystery. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Amazing. It's cool. the best, best song ever. Mine's uh, uh, Hall of Notes, uh, You Make My Dream Come True. <laughs> you make my dream come true. Woo, woo, woo. Because obviously I'm a face. <laughs> well, of course, yeah. <laughs> so this next bit is basically us walking out from Wembley Arena's backstage into the bit with all the punters and everyone walking around and going to find our seats and meeting up with the SCPW lads. Just to, as a, a brief warning, if you are listening to this in your car with young people, obviously we're going into the arena now where people are a little bit happier. They may have had a few beers at this stage. So the Certainly. I think Justin, Conroy, and Silas were all incredibly pissed by this point. And Silas, we were Rob, and with Conroy them. were absolutely hammered. <laughs> I mean, I blame Conroy because he's still just you know drinking after losing his championship. Shout out to Conroy! Oh, <laughs> <mean. laughs> but yeah, this bit's uh, a lot of fun. So uh, here you go. Okay. So, well, that was a privilege to say the least. Yeah, watching some interviews with uh, Jim and Glenn, and then we had Big Doug. Paul Robinson. The Haskins as well. Yep, both the Haskins. 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 I don't know how to say that. Haskins is. Um, and then nice chat with the lads from Talk Sport. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The lo- lovely lads who uh, still need to come take bumps in the SCPW ring. That is very true. That is very true. Right, so well, I think, this way. I think we go this way. Right, sweet. So we're now going to see if we can actually get to our seats. Is the plan. That is the plan of action. We just wander around and see what happens. Yep. Keep going. Keep going. Cheers, mate. So, we're now into the main bit of Wembley. Oh, I feel like a punter suddenly. What's going on? Yeah, it's... Um, <laughs> uh, I'm with the real people now. It's oh, an absolute these nightmare. These scumbags, these fucking Neanderthals. I want back in our Heineken lounge where <laughs> we get to go listen to, uh, you know... We've got a media pass. ask wrestlers com- com- I mean, questions. In, in all honesty, I should probably actually look where our seats are so we can try and find out where we're going. It's probably a good idea, to be fair. I'm going to stop here and I'm going to look at our seats. We're going to stop by the nacho stand. That's nacho choice. Hey! We are in... Uh, Block N6. Block N6. So we are at the wrong side of the arena. Excellent. We can go around this way. Don't worry. Yep. It's fine. Okay. No problem at all. I've been here before. I know what I'm doing. Okay. So we're going to go N6. Are we, we're upper, aren't we? Uh, yes. Yes. All right. That'll be easy. So um, the general reaction and the, the general production yeah. so far of this, I think it's been really good. I think they've... The people they put in front of the podcasters, I think it was a good range. Obviously, there's the interest in Doug Williams. 
Yeah, I'm really happy they bought the Haskinses out and the Paul Robinson. Because yeah. I didn't think they would, to be totally fair. I thought we'd just maybe get the promoters if we were lucky. And maybe <laughs> some commentators and stuff. So actually, to get some wrestlers out, hear what they had to say about their matches. God damn, Paul Robinson's fucking terrifying. Paul Robinson is the most <laughs> terrifying man alive. He's so scary. I literally can't begin to say how much that man, when he came out, even if I wanted to ask a question, I wouldn't have bothered. Because <laughs> he would have just... I get the impression even his eyes would have just beaten the tar out of me. Yeah, yeah. I feel like as we're walking through the crowds of people here at Wembley, we should be asking questions or something. But that's not what we do here on this podcast. So I'd give it a bash if you like. <laughs> nah, fuck it. Come on, let's get <laughs> on our seats. Let's talk to people we know. What, actually sat in our seats? Yeah, exactly. So we started running down the card earlier. Yeah. Um, so now we're going to start talking about... Haskins. That's the point, yeah. We've got matches to go over still, yeah. haven't we? So we've got Haskins. Oh, merchandise. Hang on. Hang on. Go sorry. left, go oh, left, go sorry. left, go left. Oh, hang on. Go left, go left, sorry. go left. <laughs> Absolute nightmare. It's all right. As you eyeball the merch stand. Hello. Sorry, we're just on a podcast technically looking at merch. This we'll is great later. audio. How, are you selling out yet? Yeah? Oh, fucking hell. Okay. I better get some money. <laughs> Thank you. So I feel weird with a microphone in my hand. I never know what to do. We've got... <laughs> Haskins versus Matt Riddle in his last indie show before he heads off to WWE. Correction, your favorite wrestler in the world, Matt Riddle. I'm going to refer to him as Matt Rydell. <laughs> Matt Rydell for the purpose it of the pod. It's going to be amazing, to be fair. Like, so, so, thank you. Yeah, I think from an in-ring perspective, it's going to be out there. And through what Haskins was saying, and again, right. I know part of it's in character. Yeah. I get the impression right. that he really does have an axe to grind, that he was not. He was working like a beast in that interview, mate. He was, but the best workers, you know, there's always a semblance of truth. There's me and you sitting back there with both him and Robinson just being like, ha this is amazing, we're being worked. Oh. I love it. Hang on, before you go, before you go, before you go. Come back, come back. If you want to. Are you sure? She's gone? We don't uh, know interviews, fuck that shit. Come on, let's go. <laughs> No press. <laughs> I believe that lady was under witness protection. <laughs> That's why she couldn't possibly take we're, part we're in anything. We're semi-attempting semi to accost people, but not really. Yeah. Right. N1 and 15, this N, way. N, N, yep. Don't want to give away our locations so, in case people try and commit. Who's, who's your pick for Riddle and Haskins? It's got to be Haskins, isn't it? Riddle's off to the Fed, so. Yeah, I'm going to go with Haskins. What number is it again? N6. N6. All right, okay, cool. Keep going, keep and going. And then, um, and obviously we've got Doug versus Trent. Oh. It's going to be amazing. I want Doug to win. I really want Doug to win. I think giving him a victory at Wembley is the way to go and keep his career going for another 20 years with that belt. Yep, agreed. Just <laughs> let him retire with Atlas Belt. Doug for everyone. Yeah. Is that like a political campaign? I was about to say, Doug for president. Doug for everyone. <laughs> Doug for president. We're prime ministers. I know what I'm talking about. On the plus point, though, right, we what could, else? we've obviously got our main event. We haven't even talked about the main event. Jesus. We've got Walter versus Tyler Bate, the big strong boy. To be fair, when Zach dropped out, and then they put Tyler Bate in there. Hey. <laughs> hey, lads. I was so absolutely chuffed, man. Like, I thought it was going to be Pete Dunne, but like, for progress in the terms of who's won championships and tournaments and stuff in the past, it makes so much sense for it to be Volta and Pete Dunne, man. I've just gone past it. Yeah, that's <laughs> fine. Um, and also we've got the year-long build, Eddie Dennis. Oh, that, yeah. And Mark Andrews. Fucking A, man. It's going to be great. Wait, N7, N6... Is there even an N6? Let's just go this way. It'll be okay. fine. We'll work it out. Yep. And that's, uh, that's, that's TLC, isn't it? N7. N7. We are definitely N6. N8. 
There's in six. We've There's nailed six. it. Six. Oh, amazing. We know what we're doing. We know what we're doing. Yeah. Oh, so we're not right up the tippy top then. Oh no, no, no. I'm, oh, I'm nothing God. but the best. But we're in row H. Lovely. Seats 14. Hang on. Let me look at the numbers before we go into the dark. Mate, let's let's, let's talk about our experience of walking out again we're, into Wembley. <laughs> we're in 47 and 46. Our tickets. All right. Okay. Row H. Okay. Let's walk out. Let's go. Hi. How's it going? How you doing? All right. Are you a wrestling fan at all? I am, but... What do you think of this mayhem? To be honest, it's my first time working, so... Nice, good! Um, so, us interviewing you on... Well, yeah. <laughs> Have a good night! Interviewed on your first night, mate! <laughs> right, where's row right. H? H! Which way? Left or right? Uh, I don't know, but we're on 47 and 48. I can't see them anywhere. 47 and 48, you say? Yeah, so that'll be this that way. way. We've got this. And we're probably going to be banned from doing this shortly. Nah, we've got media passes, we're allowed to. Yeah, of course we are. I'm astonished no one stopped us, to be fair. Well, yeah, very true. Very Hello, true. Hey, welcome again. Yeah, another guy, yeah. <laughs> Where are we going? He's going. Uh, we're H4840. Top low. Oh, oh, look who it is. It's a bunch of are. mugs. Thank yeah. you, we found them. Here we go. Who are these cunts up here, then? And unfortunately, we see horrible people who we know. Look at this bunch of ugly cunts. All right, how you doing, mate? Nice to meet you. We seem to have bumped into the entire SCPW roster. Oh yeah, I get you the best tickets, mate. I get you the best tickets. Well, the zebras are out on show tonight. So we are now sat down in our seats. Decent view of the room. It's not bad, mate. I'm very shuffled these tickets, to be fair. I'm very happy that I've got an aisle way to the loo if I need it. <laughs> That's the most important thing for me. The weirdest thing for me is the first gig I ever came here. I was sitting right here, literally <laughs> like there. Outstanding. Yeah. So we've got a bunch of mugs with us. Do you want to introduce these cunts? Yeah, okay. So we have Just Invincible. Hello, guys. How you doing? Uh, Cold-blooded Daniel Conroy, the Hudson Heart champion. How are we doing, people? Be a heel. Be a Don't be nice. We've just had an interview. We just had a cluster interview. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> we just had a cluster interview with Paul Robinson, and he has literally scared the mate, daylights out of so me. He's so fucking scary. He was working the whole time as well. Like it was terrifying, man. He told he told the story of how someone clipped the back of his car, a man in his fifties, and he went up to him. Basically, the bloke opened his wallet and he took all the money out of it and went to McDonald's. Literally, Robbo just went like, "Thank you, mate," and just took it all. Like, fucking scary cunt, mate. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> oh, and also we've got Silas Roth. Hello, gentlemen. And ladies, we have late, right. my mum listens to this podcast and criticises it yeah, horrendously. No, so, our mums love this podcast. What are you talking about? Any people that listen? My <laughs> mum gives up. She listens to the intro for the joke and that's about it. Oh, good times. Right, we're going to pack in for now. Okay, off we go. Do you want to ask them what they think? Okay, well, very quickly, lads, uh, round of group, Mike. Predictions. So, main event, Walter, Tyler Bate. Who you got? Tyler Bate. Walter. Tyler Bate. Uh, I will confirm my. Yeah, that's point. I don't know. Pick. What I was to my pick <laughs> is Volta because he's just won the belt, and I think he's going to hang on to it. And I think Tyler's going back to the Fed. So yeah, Tyler's going to spend running NXT UK. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be good. Volta's going to slap the shit out of him. It's simple as that. It's going to be fun either way. You know. Yeah. I mean? All in all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking a. Yeah, yeah. Great car start to finish. Um, guess we'll come back in about five hours. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> All right, cheers. Okay, so the next little bit is halfway through the show, as you're pretty much obviously going to find out. Uh, our thoughts and feelings of the first half. Anything you want to say on about this? Yeah, I mean, just to even walk back to the foyer where we were going to do our, our little uh, sort of half-time recording, the number of people at this show was astronomical. And this is what we did. Half-time. 
It is. It's half time. We're standing out here at Wembley Arena in the merch store. Uh, how was the first half for you? Yeah, I think I've been brought in more by the atmosphere. I mean, pre-show about Royal, very entertaining, yeah, good fun. True, true. Really enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, opening match, Haskins was very good. Really stepped up to the plate, I think, today. I enjoyed Haskins and Riddle. I think Riddle should have sold some more. So uh, probably my highlight of that first match was probably the women's match, actually. Women's match, really good. Nice bit of a, like, all tease the feud with yeah. the House of Couture. With a nice, all oh, the turn in there as well. Like, let's not drop too many spoilers, I guess. But, like... Yeah, and, and then... A stunning debut. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, not too bad. Not yeah, too bad. Really good science, man. Good storytelling all in all, I think. Generally, overall, I've enjoyed it. Um, not so happy with the finish with the dog Trent Seven match. No. I just had it explained to me that apparently Trent's been trying to hit that crossbody for the whole, like, last couple of years. So that's a big deal, but like... Yeah, but it's a crossbody. For Doug Williams' career to end on a crossbody... Spoiler. Yeah, I mean, fuck it, we'll spoil this, you know? Yeah. We've got to talk about it, haven't we? I'm, I'm not happy about it, it to seems, be honest. It yeah. seems that I agree with you, as you were saying before we, we came on pod, that this should be more about, like, something shady from Trent Seven. It feels like it, Because yeah. then he can build off it. What's, what's, what's the allure? What, what's the benefit of him beating... Doug Williams, what can he build on other than I retired Doug Williams? If yeah. I cheated to beat Doug Williams, then if he wanted to turn heel, great. Is this about continuation though? Is it more about just putting like a, a bookend on Doug's career? Well, yeah, it was a nice finality, good show, show by everyone at the end, like the whole roster came out to the stage. Yeah. All in all, yeah, a, a nice send off. And then we went on to match four of our, my God. Jimmy Havoc, Paul <laughs> Robinson. They fucking went for it, you know? I mean, they certainly didn't leave anything behind, did they? Yeah. Good that grief. That ending was a brutal. Uh, lighting tubes aplenty. Yeah. Uh, make sure you watch it on demand progress if this is your sort of thing. Considering it's not the kind of wrestling we really enjoy, uh, I think I was very happy they didn't drop each other on their head too much. It was more kind of stunts. Yeah, and the, for the stunt element of it, it wasn't... As we said in previous pods, this isn't my cup of tea. Yeah, yeah. It's not my cup of tea, this style of wrestling, but the fact that everyone was engaged, the st everyone was engaged in the story, you know, they did their job. Exactly, man. I think just, they did great at what they had to do, you know. But just not necessarily my cup of tea so far. Exactly, man. A very, very good start. I've just seen a nice uh, Jack Sexsmith uh, set of merch. His proud clothing brand over there, so that's good for him. Uh, the merch selection's good. Nothing I'm going to purchase today, I'll be honest. No, I, my, uh, my wallet will be firmly in my pocket, saving my money for my Big Mac on the drive home. It's the typical 25 quid a t-shirt, which is fair enough at a show like this got to pay the bills and everyone's got to get their money in you know that fiver every time yeah, and I can it. imagine maybe Wembley are taking rather a large cut out of this as well I imagine as much Mark but Blake was saying beforehand there's also a tax on it if you order it off the, uh, oh, really? the website and I was being like I don't mean you understand how business works progress if you're saying oh we're not paying tax <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you my throat is fucked at this point yeah we've been doing a lot of talking so far I did I, a lot of screaming for Doug I was desperate yeah. for him to win I really thought when he hit Chaos Theory I thought oh my god they've done me <laughs> they've absolutely done me twice oh, I know but I, but we did say again before the start of the match if he hits Chaos Theory he's definitely retiring <laughs> exactly yeah yeah so um, but yeah so we're on to um, the second half so we're going to have Mark Andrews and Eddie Dennis in like year-long feud. We didn't actually talk about on the preview. We yeah. didn't talk about a few of the matches, unfortunately. But you know, we were, we were kind of like in our element, I think, at that point. Yeah, just but running around backstage at Wembley was mad. But this is proper blood feud stuff, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to take a lot of heat. Because this is TLC, isn't it? Ladder, it's definitely ladder, know. definitely a ladder involved. Earlier, and I don't even remember there yeah. being a stipulation. I thought it was just like a match. No, I think there's ladders involved. I'll go with it, mate. I don't even know. And then obviously we've got Thunderbastard. 
Yeah, and a Thunderbuster tag, I think it's going to be a lot of fun as well. Yeah, Thunder I imagine that'll open up the second half. Yeah, a lot of fun to get everyone going. Ladder match, then straight into Dun Dragonov. Yeah. We've got and our main event as well. And then our main event, so uh, we'll be back. Nandy, oh. what do you think about the first half as a non-wrestling fan? It's been fun. <laughs> <laughs> Said through gritted teeth. <laughs> but you've got your coffee now, so everything's all right. Say again? You've got your coffee now, so everything's all right. Exactly, yes. Amazing. Good time. You can tell that the non-techie person's come and bought this back. So, lads, uh, we're back in the arena with uh, Justin Vincible, Carl Bloody Conroy, and Silas Roth. Hello, lads, hello. Um, hello. Doug Williams. What happened? Oh, shit. Absolute bullshit finish, but I will leave it there. But those are I've, I've been told, I've been told by a reliable source that the whole story behind this is that Trent Seven's been trying to hit that crossbody for two years and has never hit it. So that's the significance of the crossbody. Okay. That is some story right there, ladies I mean, and gentlemen. I mean, the dog is a standard oh, ovation. What more could sorry. you ask for after Oh, sorry, buddy. No, 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 far away. Sorry, buddy. We're podcasting. We've right. got traffic. We've got traffic. Traffic here, traffic at Wembley. So, uh, yeah, I thought the send-off was nice though. Yeah, send-off send -off was great, send-off was great. What more can you ask for? Having everyone on the stage, it's it's a perfect send-off. In my opinion, he is the greatest British wrestler I've ever seen, pretty much. He, you know. As we're uh, where our seats are, which is looking over, we can see a little bit backstage, we see James Drake and uh, Zach Gibson having a bit uh, of a chat. The grizzled veterans, eh? GV, GUV? No, not GUV. Grizzled young vets. Suck, Silas, mate. Suck. Ah, I've had too much to drink. Sorry, oh, we've mate. just been offered some food. Hey, okay, so wait a second. So this is on the World of Wrestling podcast. Sir, how have you found the, the uh, show so far? Uh, it's been highly entertaining. And you seemed entertained by the fact we refer to thumbtacks as drawing pins. I, I, I am, in fact, <laughs> consistently Always drawing pins. the difference in the language across uh, the ocean. It just wouldn't sound the same. Oh, he's slammed him in the drawing pins. <laughs> it doesn't have the same effect, yeah. does it, really? Yeah, that's why tax is a better word. Um, what Did you get the Doug Williams finish, just losing to a crossbody, a 25-year career, and just out with a crossbody? Uh, Bullshit. I, I, no, no, this no, man no, loves no, wrestling. Okay. As you probably heard that, Jim Smallman saying that we've got one minute left, so uh, we're going to go off and we'll talk again at the end. Unless Silas Roth, you've got something else to say. Show, baby. Woo! Silas, no, you've got something else to say. Quick, we can ah, do this. Okay, I will say a few words. Great first half of the show. I'm sure everyone will agree. Very good, solid, very slow, methodical matches. But the dub finish is bullshit. Bullshit. You've heard it here on the World of Wrestling podcast. Bullshit, apparently. Methodical, that's a big word. Cheers, guys. So the last bit of our recording from live in Wembley Arena was our outro after the main event. Um, I don't think there's much else to say at this point, apart from just a little go straight to it. Yeah, yeah. We just had uh, Jim Smallman thank everyone for coming, and we were just giving our final thoughts. Albeit we were quite tired because we've just been at watching essentially six hours of British independent wrestling. And hopefully, we'll see you all again soon. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, so as the smoke clears and the dust settles, that was progress, I guess. That was a shitload of fun. That main event was absolutely incredible. Brilliant, brilliant main event. There's the oh, and a bit right of here. A to finish with <laughs> in the background. What a soundtrack. I don't think there's much to say apart from the whole second card was really good. The tape, wish the tables would have broken for Eddie Dennis and Mark Eddie Andrews. Dennis and Mark Andrews need to stop being fucking idiots. <laughs> basically. Just turn your mics on just to make sure. Oh, it is, mate. Okay, it is. Cool, cool. 
But like, aside from the table issue, like it was really good. The Thunderbars, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, very, very good. Lots of fun spots in Thunderbars. Don't know what's happened to Dunzilla. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully he's all right. Yeah. Uh, Lots of injuries coming out of this yeah, card, yeah. I reckon. True. I don't know what else to say. I'm tired, my throat hurts. I'm tired, I want to go home. <laughs> Let's do it. Thank you very much for listening to World of Wrestling Podcast. Check us out on worldofwrestlingpodcast.com. Uh, watch your socials. At the Tex Williams for me. Uh, mine is uh, Rich Be Thy Name. That's uh, Instagram and Twitter for both of us. As the streamers are cleared from the ring and everyone clears out Wembley. We're going to clear out Wembley too. That was a lot of fun. See, See you later, later man. So that's the end of our live coverage from Wembley Arena. Um, what did you think about the show overall, Tax? Now I've had time to think about it. Um, and obviously I, I, We're three days in Lou now. so Yeah. Um, the main event saved the card for me. I totally agree. I that main event keeps coming back to me. Yeah. I think how important that match was. I like some of the photography that some people had and then they started comparing it and you saw some of the things online where they compared Tyler Bate and Walter to Hogan standing opposite Andre. I thought that was a really nice touch and you see it across uh, Progress's social media banners now as well. They've yeah. taken the photograph and used British it. British independent Hogan Andre. Yeah, absolutely it really amazing. Was. <laughs> yeah. And that match was brilliant because I think throughout the cards, um, the wrestling was really good. Obviously, it was the, the event and the atmosphere that, that I, I really enjoyed. It's definitely not the best Progress show I've seen. I think in a similar way to WrestleMania, it, it was too long for me. If you had a Battle Royal plus eight matches, I mean, obviously we were doing some of the media bits, but the show started at half past three and it overran until about quarter past nine. Yep. So you're looking at almost long six one. hours. Very, very long. I was ill as well. My throat was killing me yeah. by like a couple of hours in. And so by the end of it, I was exhausted just through fatigue, but that main event made everyone come up for it. I think the show was generally very well booked and very booked in a kind of a selfless way almost. Definitely. That they tried to include everyone that's been a part of Progress right from the beginning. We had Sticks, we had RJ Singh, we had all these people. Like It's a shame Marty Skrull, Zack Sabre, Will Ospreay couldn't be there because obviously other commitments. But aside from that, they brought as many people onto this show as they possibly could. And that was a great thing because it was uh, selfless and... I'm sure all those people will eternally be grateful for them oh, for definitely. being able to do Wembley yeah, Arena. Shadow of a doubt. But it did mean the card was very, very long. Yeah, and I think, um, as we sort of alluded to a little bit in some of the live footage, Haskins Riddle was good. I think having I think having WWE and some working re- agreement in place was helpful for them because maybe progress a bit like, we've lost Zach, we've lost Will Ospreay, and maybe Uncle Paul was like, why don't you have... Matt Riddle. I feel that there's uh, two or three matches that could have either been cut or been shorter. So uh, maybe it's a bit fantasy booking, but maybe I would have had just a tag team match rather than the full Thunder Bastard that lasted quite a long time. Yeah. You could have cut out maybe half an hour there. You could have maybe cut out half an hour from the Battle Royal as well. Like, you know, there's all sorts of things that you could have cut down on as well as some of the matches. I think um, Mark Andrews and Eddie Dennis went all out and did some crazy shit in that match. But those tables not breaking the whole way through really kind of put a botchamania kind of laugh track behind that match. Yeah. And I that's mean, not what they wanted my, at all. My perspective of that match, I wouldn't say it would be a laugh track. It was more it switched concern because they had the table set up on the outside of the ring. And again, at some yeah. point, we're going to do a full review of this show when it's available on demand progress. So again, I don't yeah, for people who want to want to have a watch of it. Obviously, you know, there are some spoilers in here, but hopefully it won't spoil the wrestling action. But you probably would have seen on social media that a lot of these, well, other than one spot where Eddie Dennis forced a table to break, <laughs> yeah. that they had tables set out on the outside of the ring and 
it it just got to the stage where it was getting scary because I kept thinking they they obviously want to go all out and they're phenomenal athletes they really are and they've got a great story to build to build it all the way up to where it got to at Wembley mm-hmm. but my enjoyment of the match was removed because those tables were so dangerous absolutely um the 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 f- when mark andrews goes full jeff hardy gets the giant like what must have been 25 30 foot ladder um, yeah yeah it's ridiculous it was hard. very very tall and sets up one table on the outside and goes for the swanton through his kind of neck connects with the edge of the table and a bit of yeah, a dentist, but he just basically falls to the floor that moment was terrifying. Like, I don't ever want to see that live again. No. That was really, really scary. And the fact the table didn't break then, like, and they had to get into the ring to, to set up another one of these giant ladders for them, them to do, like, I think it was either a tombstone or the next stop drive or whatever they call yeah. it. Yeah. Like, through, and Eddie Dennis literally putting his knees first off the top of the ladder yeah. just to make it break. Like, getting a big fuck you table chant from the crowd was yeah. quite funny but but it's not again, what he wanted we're not going for funny in this this is a blood feud you know yeah. it was great for a spectacle the main event was outstanding the women's match was really good as well i say the highlights for me were the women's match and uh, the main event i think the main event was beyond clever like the test of strength of tyler Bate lifting volta into the sky and deadlifting him yeah like this giant dude and this tiny dude and he's deadlifting him and they're telling the best story without either guy being full face or full heel so there's kind of a bit of a split in the audience making it really exciting as well like uh i absolutely loved it yeah really really clever main event best progress main event i've seen i'd say ever i'd say one of the best wrestling main events ever Mm. i think if you watch that back it's really really special and the atmosphere was incredible going into that main event and once they finished editing it progress have said because it all overran and people had to leave early they're going to put it up for free yeah so i do feel really gutted for those people that had to leave early because they missed out big time yeah. and it's nice that progress as always will always try and do right by their fans and obviously yeah. you saw jim smallman online afterwards so some people are, aren't, weren't overly happy with how their seats were they couldn't see things and again they just want to make things right and it's always that is wembley arena yeah it's just there are bits where you just get crappy seats and this is again from a from a fan perspective and i think it's right for people to voice their concerns but just as a general rule of thumb guys and girls if you listen to this if you're buying tickets for independent wrestling and you've got an opportunity to sit in tiered seats or you've got an opportunity for floor seats, unless you're in the first Sit in the floor rows, seats so we can have the tiered ones. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, really, you don't want to sit on the floor for exactly. these shows if unless you're, like, first three rows. Yeah, unless you can get the first couple of rows, there's no point. Because yeah. sometimes if people, have, if people have set out the chairs just behind each other and you've got a tall person in front of you, you're not going to see the whole show. Like, I know this, obviously, from years of experience going to wrestling shows. I remember going to see Pro Wrestling Noah in Coventry. And it was a big kind of like ice skating arena. And we were maybe row eight on the floor. And just literally, I was just staring at the back of people's heads. But it's the same thing we found uh, when we uh, progressed. We're going to need a bigger room again. When yeah. we were at Brixton, we end up standing for a lot of the <laughs> We rest do of the this show. at every show we go yeah. to. If we have floors and seats, um, seats on the floor, we always just go stand at the back somewhere if security will let us. Yeah. And and again, progress will normally be very accommodating for that. Yeah. So, best tip in the world for this if, if security come and tell you to move, go stand near a toilet and say you're just waiting for your mate in the loo because <laughs> they won't move you. Genius. <laughs> Or now I'll just keep my progress media pass and go, media, mate. Uh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> we're bringing those to every show for progress ever. Like, just oh. to be like, oh, no, we've got media passes. They do say Hello Webley on them, unfortunately. But, you know, we'll get away with it. Yeah, yeah. Those security guys, I don't know what's going on. Uh, Cornflakes rating for this show. Three. Keep in mind, we haven't watched it back yet. Yeah, I'm going to go... Really, only three for uh, the biggest th- independent wrestling I'm gonna show. I'm going to say three just for the length of time for my overall enjoyment of the show. Yep, I agree. But... 
Tyler Bate and Walter, just five out of five cornflakes. I will, I will give it four just because there was three or four matches I really, really enjoyed. Um, I could have done without some of the hardcore-y, high-spot elements. Um, I understand why they're going for them. It's a big show. They want to show off. They want to be remembered. Um, Not work, though. I could have done with a lot less handshakes. Yeah, there were a lot of handshakes. Too I- many Ilya Dragunov and Pete Dunne shaking hands after their match is completely unnecessary. This is the first time these guys have ever wrestled. We can keep this going for generations, potentially. Well, this is what we said. And That's again, an exaggeration, I, but yeah. <laughs> just as, a, as a final point on it, and you know, again, Progress want people to give their opinion. So obviously, don't get me wrong, it's great that Progress have put things here. But if, you know, like we've always Wait, said... If, if anything, we d- we're honest on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think having Dragon off at the end of a handshake has ruined them building a super, super top heel yeah. who, who could run through that roster for two years and have a massive, massive title run. I still think he can be, but it definitely didn't help. No, they've essentially, they've done a full start with him. Yeah, it feels like it, doesn't it? And Jacoby as a manager... My He's God, outstanding, fantastic, man. and He's when such a good job of getting the crowd going, and they were a little tired by this point as well. Yeah, so they were they were really into it. So it was a real boost to the crowd. But I would say, obviously, too many handshakes for me. A like lot, almost every match had a handshake yeah. after it. A <laughs> lot of content terrible. for for a wrestling show in general. It's difficult to pay attention to anything yeah. for that period of time. And I think the uh, just how how they put the end of the Dragonov match. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate there may have been something that and said... And Doug, Doug. Doug losing on a crossbody. I know that like Trent hasn't hit this cross crossbody for however many years or whatever it is. But it's Doug Williams, for God's sake. Go have him go out on a big spot, at least. I did have a think about this a bit more. You're wrong. It, you're wrong. I don't care well, what you're no. going to say. <laughs> go on, go on. I was going to say, but if you think back to... And what we're going to be covering on next week's pod when we're looking at AWA and look okay. at some of the finishes, some of the moves. Doug and Trent Seven had a World of Sports style match. So back in Did the, they? Well, they started by having a World of Sport style match. Okay, yeah. But if you think that in World of Sport days, a crossbody would have finished someone off. Like a clothesline would have finished I, someone off. I know off. what you're saying, but this is not World of Sport. This is progress. This is Wembley Arena. This is Doug Williams' 30-odd year career. You know, like I think it deserves something better. Uh, yeah, I agree. I'm trying to find... I'll posi- reset two chaos theories and Trent's yeah. kicked out. And then <laughs> Doug's losing to a crossbody. I mean, that crossbody's going to have to run through the roster now. <laughs> it's going to be like the tombstone or the flip bar driver. Like, no one's ever going to kick out Jesus, of it. Jesus, it's going to be the new Mishinoku driver. No one should kick out the Mishinoku ever. That was it, kicking out finishers. Yeah, there was a lot of that. But again, you're going to get that. It's indie wrestling at Wembley. Of course, there's going to be like people kicking out of big finishers. Yeah. If they do it at WrestleMania, they do it. <laughs> well, true. <laughs> really good experience. And overall, um, I think it was a good learning experience for us to be backstage go for all those bits it was amazing i had the time of my life and potentially there may be something happening at super strong style 16 next year in may so hopefully we'll be included in those discussions and involvement in that event as well so adam if you're listening we'd love to come <laughs> subtly put sir very subtly put yeah don't ask don't get um i will say uh for progress to go from the garage to brixton to ali pally to Wembley Arena is an insane achievement. They should be immensely proud of what they've done. I may not be the biggest fan of everything Progress do ever, but oh my God, the fact they got us to Wembley, they let us in backstage. I I can't be more grateful. Six and a bit years to get there. Outstanding. Outstanding achievement. It's absolutely madness. Do you think they'll go back? Uh, Absolutely. I think next year, Wembley Arena, why wouldn't you? Got 5,000 people in there. Let's do it again. And the main thing to get over, if, if you haven't seen it, 
and that I didn't know until we got to the show, Progress asked were asked by Wembley. Progress didn't go to Wembley. Wembley went to Progress, and I think just to, to put the fu- like the, the the full stop on this pod, Wembley, Wembley Arena approached Progress Wrestling, who were told that they couldn't ever succeed putting on independent wrestling shows in central London. Well, obviously it's not really central London, Wembley, but <laughs> three fifty. Too many caveats. You had a statement, but you've kind of buried it. <laughs> no, I haven't buried it. I buried myself, but not you, the statement. You buried your lead, like you were nah, there. You got, got there. Nailed it. You can find us on our website. It's probably the best place to find all the links to all the podcasts and Stitcher, iTunes, everywhere else. It's just worldofwrestlingpodcast.com. Uh, we're also sorting out the Facebook and the Twitter page now, so we have an actual proper account for both. Um, the Twitter is World of Res Pod, so W R E S World of Res Pod, because we can't have World of Wrestling Pod or podcast because it's way too long apparently for Twitter. Yeah, cheers Twitter. Back to the days where you could only have 180 characters. But uh, if you follow us on there, we'll instantly follow you back because we want to obviously build up our fa- fan base and such. Fan base and our fo- follower base. We like to interact with people. Exactly, yeah. I've actually really enjoyed it. I found a lot of the people that were also podding while we were at Wembley and such already. So that's been really nice. Um, search uh, World of Wrestling Podcast on Facebook or online. You'll find us anywhere. And uh, do you want to do yours? Uh, I am at the Tax Williams on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, mine's Rich Be Thy Name on both as well. And uh, thank you very much for listening. This was a lot of fun. Bye. <laughs>